Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our study of Ephesians chapter 5. In this passage, we are instructed not to be partakers of this world, as we were when we walked in darkness, but to walk as children of light. As children of light and a new creature, we are to shed ourselves of the old man and put on the new man. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he explains Ephesians chapter 5, verses 7 through 14 in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Walk as Children of Light. Well, I would like you to please uh, join me at Ephesians chapter 5, where today we plan to look at verses 7 through 14. Now, I want to emphasize to you that as we talk about this and we look at a command to walk as children of light, this is not about how to be a Christian. Right? This presupposes that you are in Christ. Remember, that's the theme of Ephesians. The theme phrase is in Christ. It occurs 27 times. Chapters 1, 2, and 3 are primarily doctrinal and tell you how to be in Christ, chosen in Him before the foundation of the world. We've, we've come to Him by grace through uh, faith. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, and we've been made alive together with Him. So when you get to chapters 4, 5, and 6, it's presupposing that you are in Christ, and it's telling you here is how you need to live as an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven while you still live in this world. Now, this passage, and really the ones before it, but this one in, an, in a special way, has to do with how we impact the world around us. And my friends, we are living in a, a time of uh, rather rapid transition in our world. Most um, people in America who know Christ don't really have a perspective of what it's like to be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ in most places, in most times in the history of the church. We have had it so good for the first 225 or 30 years of our nation. We had sort of an ambient, um, culture-wide awareness of a Christian worldview. And it was accepted that people go to church. Yeah, we've, we have this uh, unusual concept of uh, freedom of religion, where we don't shoot people who believe the wrong things, and uh, we don't throw them in jail, and, and we don't expel them from the country, and, and things like that. But that's changing. We're starting to catch up with the rest of the world. Christians, who the ones who truly belong to Christ, not just say, I'm a Christian. When I was a kid, I figured, well, I'm a Christian because 
I'm not one of the Jewish kids that gets two extra holidays in the fall, so I knew I wasn't Jewish, and uh, I, I, I know I'm not Muslim, I'm not Hindu. I'm obviously Christian. I didn't know at all what it meant to be a Christian until I heard the gospel. But I lived in this milieu where a president would give a speech and he would, and he would quote the Bible, and we expected that. Uh, and that isn't necessarily evangelical, evangelistic, but we had a, a, a worldview that accepted that. Well, my friends, um, uh, this is not the country that our grandparents grew up in, not in many ways. Uh, and we need to d- be diligent to live in a manner that Ephesians 4 calls worthy of the calling with which we have been called if we're going to reach people in our world. And that's our goal. That's our purpose. People are lost. Uh, we're not here to try to uh, uh, win back a culture to a Christian culture. We were never a Christian culture. We were always a culture that, that had more of a sense of a Christian worldview than any other worldview. But um, it's not the culture that's lost. It's the people that are lost. And we need to bring people to Christ by God's grace. Back in uh, our parents' day, at least my parents' day, it was assumed that people got married and then they lived together. How quaint is that idea now? Uh, the, The vast majority of people attended church in prior generations in America. People actually thought that you needed a husband and a wife to have a baby back in those days. Uh, When I was a kid, Coke was a soft drink. The pot was a cooking utensil. AIDS helped out the president. LGBTQ was a terrible draw when you were playing Scrabble. (laughs) How things have changed. Now, our society's long-standing presuppositions of normal and right and wrong, they've been abandoned. Now, instead of right and wrong, the, the, the primary driving force for most people's decisions about most things is, what will contribute to my personal peace and affluence? How do I feel about doing this? Not, is it right or wrong, but... How do I feel? And we have allowed in this time as our society has um, begun eroding so fast and changing so fast, we have, as the Christians in this world, as the church, the body of Christ, that same entity that He has been building ever since it was born in the days of the apostles, We have created a rather one-way valve that is allowing the thinking of the world to flow into the church and not allowing very much of what's going on with the true church to flow into the world. Our passage is going to tell us how to make it flow. Here's what we're supposed to do when we go out of these doors and enter into the world. You see, uh, church is not merely a fortress that we can run to and hide and be safe from our enemies. 
And don't get me wrong, it's great to be together with like-minded people and, and not be challenged at every front. The, the fellowship of the saints is a wonderful, special, unique thing. But we need to remember that uh, we're not just that place that we can come and, and hide from the world. We're not just an oasis in the, in the desert. This is the command center from which we need to train and send well-equipped troops to take the message into the world. This is the supply depot from which we get our ammunition of truth and we apply it in love in the world. We need to reverse that one-way valve and penetrate uh, the world. And our passage before us in Ephesians is all about that. If we're going to maintain spiritual potency, this is going to tell us what to do. Now, in a sense, it's just a reiteration of a theme that we've already been seeing. Chapter 4 started with, walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. And then, uh, as we've moved on from there, remember chapters 1, 2, and 3, primarily doctrinal, telling you how to be in Christ. Now, now that you are in Christ, walk worthy. Well, this walk of the new creature, the new man, is described in the first 16 verses of chapter 4 as a walk in unity. We are one body in Christ. We are members of one another. We belong together. We are a unit. Then verses 17 through 24 tells us as we walk that we are to walk like the new creatures that we are in Christ. We are to, remember this terminology, put off the old man, get rid of the old man, the old ways of thinking, have our minds renewed by the Word of God, and then put on the new man, replace those old habits with the habits of the, of the new man in Christ. The emphasis from verse 25 through verse 32 in chapter 4 was about walking in truth. Again, that's the nature of the new man. Then we entered chapter 5, no change of subject, no change of theme. We're told there to walk in love as we are loved in Christ. So our passage today, verses 7 through 14 in chapter 5, is the next step in this walking theology of the new man. Walking is the metaphor for uh, your lifestyle, for the manner in which you live. And the theme here is Walk in light as you are light in the Lord. Now, this passage outlines itself. You would be committing crime against the text if you didn't observe this. There are two contrasting pairs here. Verses 7 through 10, don't be partakers, but walk as children of light. And then the other pair in verses 11 through 14, don't participate but expose. So let's look at this now, starting at verses 7 and 8. Don't be partakers, but walk as children of light. Paul writes, Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Now, I want to point out to you again that that word be in verse 7, is that word we've seen several times lately. In in the Greek, it's actually the word become, or a form of the word become. It's a warning to Christians against 
living by those old habits. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.